Welcome back to Defeat the Darkness. This is Vivian L. Miller. I'm here with C.J. Jones. And um, I got hot off the press just a few minutes ago that we're going to be talking about the ministry of angels. There's not a lot of discussion about this these days, about that subject these days. But we're at a time where we need all the help we can get. So we're going to talk about getting that ministry of angels to work for us on purpose. How are you doing, Cheryl? I'm doing well. I'm doing good. How are you? Blessed, abundantly, highly favored, deeply loved, and walking in, in victory. Amen. I know you are too. To say, <laughs> I am too. I am too. <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, you know, and I hadn't I hadn't really thought about it, but I kept saying to the Lord, what are what are we gonna talk about, Lord? You know, and it wasn't like I said, it was just a few minutes before I called you that he said, talk about the ministry of angels. We are not in facing all of this that we're facing right now by ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very easy to get so caught up in what you're seeing in the natural that you can forget the power that's available to you. Right. Unfortunately. That's what the enemy, he counts on that. He counts on us forgetting who we are. Or That's never- true. I mean, it's he's if he can get us off of, you know, the the power and authority we have and who we are in Christ, then he's definitely, you know, got a got a, a foothold. Right, and he gets the upper hand really quick. Absolutely. And there's a lot of people that have never been taught who they are. And there's people like us who have known for a long time who we are. But if you allow yourself to get distracted, or I allow myself to get distracted, because we've we've talked about this before, neither one of us are perfect. We're still growing in this just like anybody else. Mm -hmm. But we can slip. And if we slip and forget who we are and what we have available, then we don't make use of everything that's available. Right. And you can do all of the things that he's told us to do by faith. We can do on purpose. We don't have to wait for God to speak from the sky and say, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. We don't have to wait for that kind of manifestation to to take advantage of the things he's given us. That's right. Thank God we don't have to wait for some kind of manifestation. (laughs) Those kind of things don't happen every day. That's for sure. So let's start, because you know how I am, a very word person. Yeah. Let's start in Hebrews 1. Okay. I'm trying to decide where I want to start, so give me just a second here. Sure. Let's let's start at verse 13. In mine it says, But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit at my right hand until I make my my enemies your footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who are to inherit, who shall be heirs of salvation? In case Mm -hmm. somebody doesn't know this, we are heirs of salvation. Yes, we are. We are the heirs of salvation. That's right. 
and they are ministering spirits sent forth to minister for us. Would you read that in yours, please? You bet. It says, and God never said to any of the angels, sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. Therefore, angels are only servants, spirits sent to care for people who will inherit salvation. So we have them at their at our disposal. Mm-hmm. People are very aware because of Hollywood and a lot of books that are out there that are demonically inspired. They're very right. aware that there's evil. Yeah. What Hollywood does is magnify the evil so much that people are afraid to talk about it. Well, that's true. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but. I had been no I had known the Lord maybe five years when I met a couple who were very sweet. They were they were lovely people. They had lived in Alaska for years and they ended up moving back to Alaska, as a matter of fact. But they had been Satanists. They were practicing Satanists. Oh wow. And they came to the Lord. Oh awesome. And they would go to the they would go to church and try to talk to their pastor about you know, the evil that's out there. And they were told flat out, don't talk to us about the oogity boogity. Really? Yeah. Who would better understand the dark side of evil than somebody who was a former Satanist and got born again? (laughs) Exactly. I mean, (laughs) come on. Oh my goodness. They were, the husband was into drug dealing, heavily Mm -hmm. into drug dealing and, they had gotten born again. I don't even remember the story of how they got born again, but they turned from Satanism to being born again. And he was heavily into, into d- drug dealing. And a bunch of guys came, came looking for them at their house. Um, and they were going to, they were out to kill him because they thought they didn't like what he had, he had done something that they didn't like and they were going to kill him. And they, he told, as he told the story to me and his wife was there, they said, we were right there, right in front of them. I mean, we were visually, they, there's no way they could have missed that we were there, but they, they never, they left and they never came back. And they were convinced that it was the ministry of angels that protected them, that the, the people that came after him never saw them, never saw them. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. There are a lot of stories like that. Oh, and people think, well, that's just a story, you know. Oh, that was just them. No. Those angels, when the when the angels fell, the demonic world is because one third of the angels, if you go back and look in the Old Testament, you do some digging. People would have to do some digging. But a third of the angels rebelled. They they decided to follow. Lucifer, who was the who was the head angel, and he was the the anointed cherub, right? And they decided to to follow him rather than follow God. And when Lucifer decided to put his throne above on the north, above on the side of the north, above the Most High, they decided to be with him, and God was not going to stand for him putting his throne above above God's throne. 
so that he was kicked out of heaven. And the third, a third of the angels became his because they decided they willingly went with him. Right. Well, if, if I remember my math, especially the fractions that I learned when I was like fourth grade, third grade, fourth grade, if you have a third, you have how many, how much left out of the whole? Two thirds. Whoa. So two thirds of the angels stayed with God. Mm -hmm. That means two to one, those evil ones are outnumbered. That's right. And they're waiting for us. Mm. They're waiting to minister for us. Now, does Hollywood ever talk about the fact that there's two thirds more angels than there are demons? No, not no. The Lord quickened me to another scripture while you were reading the Hebrews 1, 13 mm -hmm. and 14. Lord quickened me to something that I had completely, I haven't read it in a while. And I had I had forgotten about it, but he reminded me. Go to Ephesians 3. Ephesians 3. Okay. I'm going to back up to verse 8 just for context. And Paul, if I remember right, wrote the book of Ephesians. It says, unto me who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ or of the anointed one, because that's what Christ means, the anointed one. Verse 9, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which... Uh, from the beginning of the world has hid has been hid in God who created all things by Jesus the anointed one verse 10 to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God I'm going to read verse 10 again because it's important okay. to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. We're the ones who tell those principalities and powers what the wisdom of God is. That's right. Read that in yours. It might be more clear in yours. Starting at verse 8, please. At verse 8, okay. It says, Though I am the least deserving of all of God's people, he graciously gave me of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. I'm not sure which one I like better, which version I like better. Yeah. But we are the ones who let the angels know what, what to do. That's right. We're the ones who give them their assignments. There isn't there are, there are times when God will send the angels before us himself. But we have the ability to do that also. Mm -hmm. We are made joint heirs with Jesus. Everything Jesus had, he gave to us. 
we were made, people will say, well, you can't be more special than God. Well, I'm not trying to be more special than God. I'm accepting what God gave me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, that would be silly for you to say to me, here, Vivian, here's keys to a brand new car. I bought it for you. For me to go, oh, no, I'm not worthy, Cheryl. <laughs> I may not be, but that doesn't change the fact that you did that for me. Right. That would be idiotic <laughs> because that's doing two things. It's not being grateful, number one, and it's not allowing you to have your harvest. Oh, so it's wrong right. on two counts. Yep. Go to Exodus 23, please. Exodus. <clears throat> okay. Starting at verse um, 20. Behold, I send an angel before you to keep you in your way and to bring you into the place that I have prepared. Beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not. In other words, don't anger your angel. For he will not pardon your transgressions, for my, for my name is in him. But if you indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. Would you read that for me, please, in your version? Sure, it says 20 to 20. Okay. So see, I am sending an angel before you to protect you on your journey and lead you safely to the place I have prepared for you. Pay attention to him and obey his instructions. Do not rebel against my representative. He will not forgive your rebellion. But if you are careful to obey him, following all my instructions, then I will be an enemy to your enemies. And I will oppose those who oppose you. Mm. Right. That angel is there. That's right. The angels have no understanding. If somebody speaks against the word of God, they don't have an assignment. Because they will not carry out something that goes contrary to the word of God. That's right. If someone gets angry and says, I, you know, go kill David. You know, <laughs> an angel's not going to do that because mm -mm. it goes against the word of God. That's right. We That's why the word says they hearken to the voice of the word. I was just going to that scripture. Yeah, that's right. I love that scripture. You, since, ever since we started talking about that scripture, I absolutely that's because it's absolutely true. And I'm not going to if my angel is not going to forgive my transgression, if I talk against the word of God. I will mm -hmm. try my best not to talk against the word of God. Because <laughs> right. I don't want him to be I don't want him to be in opposition to me. I want him to be that ministering spirit that helps me. Amen. Um, Psalm 103:20. Bless the Lord, you his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening to the voice of his word. Now one of the one of the older um, sermons I've seen of Bill Winston, he talks about this and he holds his Bible up to his to the microphone and doesn't say anything. <laughs> he says, does, does, does the Bible speak? He says, no, it requires your words. Exactly. That's what it means to give voice 
to the word. We have to speak the word. And once we do that, then the angels have an assignment and they, they move to carry that out. Correct. That's awesome to me. It is awesome. There are a lot of things that I, I physically cannot do. Right. I cannot maneuver a lot of things that need to be maneuvered when I'm looking for a breakthrough. Mm -hmm. Physically, I, I, I have limits. However, my angels do not. Amen. Love it. The limit they have is if I say, oh, that's never going to work. Right. If you speak contrary to the word, that's they. We talked about this before, and I think it's, you know, it's a good visual for, for me because it helps me to remember to not to not do this. But, you know, after we've spoken and we've put them on assignment and the only way that we'll stop that assignment is if we speak against what we have spoken previously. Right. When we speak contrary to the assignment. Right. They, they don't need sleep like we do. That's right. They're working 24-7 on that assignment, going by the last words of faith you spoke. Right. And if you get frustrated or I get frustrated or we wake up in the middle of the night after a nightmare and we say something we shouldn't say, mm -hmm. that assignment stops cold. Yeah. Just like that. Mm -hmm. However, because there's two sides to everything. You know, that old um, law of physics for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Uh-huh. There are some angels that are more than happy to oblige you or me when we say the wrong thing. Those angels are the dark ones. They're the ones from the re rebellion. And my books refer to them often as the rebellious ones or the dark uh -huh. ones. They are more than happy to help Cheryl undo the words of faith she spoke two days ago to get something moving. They see the angels moving and working on her behalf. And they will play with, with what you see in front of your eyes. They will play with your emotions. They will send people across your path to say you're being ridiculous, that what you're believing for is ridiculous. Just right. forget it. Yeah, It's not gonna happen. Mm -hmm. And what they're trying to do is get you to say something to counterman which you started two days ago when they saw those angels go to work. Right. The minute you counterman what you said, they are lickety split on the assignment. <clears throat> That's right. And the Lord taught me a hard lesson years ago because there was something that was said in front of me and I didn't immediately say that's not going to happen to me or I'm not, I'm redeemed for that or some kind of something to refute it. Uh -huh. I was at church. I was in a, I was in a, um, I was practicing for a, um, it was, it was a three woman um, 
we were doing a musical, a music number. And I had the soprano part and we had a contralto and we had an alto. And I was late coming to, I'm never late, as you know. I'm not a, I don't do that. Um, but I was late coming to the, the church for practice for this, for this um, chorale we were doing, the three of us. And one of the three women said, oh, we thought maybe you had a flat tire. And what I should have said was, no, I'm redeemed from flat tires. That doesn't happen to me. Right. But I didn't. That was on a Wednesday night practicing for Sunday. Guess what happened on Sunday morning when I got, ready, got in the car to go to church? Oh, goodness. But you had a flat tire, didn't you? I did. And I said to the Lord, I didn't ask for this. How did this, what did I do? He says, remember when so-and-so said that? And I said, yeah. He said, did you refute it? I said, well, I didn't say, I didn't agree with her. He said, but did you refute it? And I said, no, because <laughs> he knew I didn't. I might as well just be honest. Right. I said, no. He said, by you not refuting it, you agreed with it. Oh, wow. Now that's intense. That is. And those kind of lessons you never forget. Oh, that's right. I told you about the lesson that I learned from my wedding day. On my way, saying that one sentence that caused my marriage to fall apart. I had a couple of hard lessons. <laughs> you learn really fast. Because that was a big deal for me at that point. Yeah. I had very little funds and I had to get the car, the tire fixed, changed, fixed, and get to church on time. That's right. I did, I did make it for the... For the corral for the three of us to do them but that that's you had the point the issue is your words we've talked about words so much i feel like everybody's probably tired of hearing it however they are the foundation for every success words of faith and praying the word right is your is your foundation for every success that's right and those angels will not stop working until that manifests, whatever it is that you're standing for. Mm -hmm. They do not stop working as long as you keep speaking the word. That's right. And there are desires in my heart that I've been wanting to be manifest since I was five years old. But I didn't know then what I know now. Right. And there are some things that I'm, I'm sensing in my spirit are being accelerated big time recently yeah that i've been confessing for, for my entire life right i think what we, people all, don't, uh, we all have uh, well yeah, we don't we realize all, it though well and that's the thing we, we it's that's what i'm that's one of the reasons that i wrote my books that's the reason the lord's had me write those books that's the reason that I, I do this. It's not because I want to. You and I both know how we are in the natural, uh -huh. the type of personalities we are. Mm -hmm. But it's to me, it's so vital that people understand how the enemy has taken advantage of them. Exactly. I mean, and it's so, it's so, I want to say it's so obvious and it's so in your face, but then it's insidious for people who don't understand the the, the, the spiritual laws behind right. it. Right, right. 
that's how he gets away with so much. Uh-huh. Because it's so hidden and it's hidden, it's hidden in plain sight. Exactly. But you, have to understand, <laughs> but you have to understand the spiritual laws in order to see what he's actually doing. Yeah. I was and that's, that, that's, a, that's a problem with a lot of things today is that they, people still don't understand spiritual law. Right. You know, they don't even realize that it exists. And if they do, then they, they don't think of it on, on these terms. They don't think of it, think of it as, you know, words being seeds and um, you can have what you say and, you know, regardless of whether you're a believer or not being subject to those laws, they don't understand spiritual law. No, they don't. And that's a travesty. That is a real travesty. They understand, they understand about things like the law of lift and gravity. Mm -hmm. Those are scientific. Right. They understand if they spend too much money, they'll be overdrawn in their account and the bank will probably start charging them fees. They understand that. Yes, I do. But when it comes to the spirit realm, they t- they're very people for the most part are very lackadaisical about understanding how the word really works. Right. They don't see it as a manual for success. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the acronym, you know, Bible, um, basic instructions before leaving Earth. It's right. not about before leaving Earth. It's about how we live here. Yeah. How to be successful and be and be an overcomer in this world, in this realm. This is an evil time. This is an evil place. Mm-hmm. Much more evil than I ever imagined. Oh, definitely. You know, five years ago, six years ago. Yeah. I didn't realize how evil we, how much evil we're really surrounded with. Oh, uh, no, I didn't either. <laughs> I had no but clue. But I understand it now. Uh-huh. And, this, and we were, we're here, you know, that, that, that quote from Esther, you, God puts you here for such a time as this. Right. To, to open people's eyes and help them recognize you have a lot more control than you think you do. That's right. So quit using your power against yourself. I think, you know, growing up, as an example um you know you know you better than you know anybody else yeah right (laughs) but growing up and getting older and becoming an adult you know and let's say you've you've gone to church all your life but you know you've never really been taught about spiritual authority you've never really been taught about anything in the spirit realm other than you know obviously what's in the bible you know we're not really learning beyond that and right um so you just kind of go through life thinking that whatever happens to you is is meant to happen to you or maybe it's just coincidence you know mm-hmm. we're not taught that you know we play a part in the things that happen in our lives and we're not taught that we have the ability to create things happening in our lives through the words that we speak and the actions that we do, you know, we, we don't realize the power that we have. We're not taught those things. 
So we just go through life thinking that, you know, whatever happens is, well, it just happens. That's just life. It was meant to be. Yeah. No, it was not meant to be. I know. That's what we need to understand. Right. Get across to people. It's not, you know, it's not just circumstance. It's not just chance. It's not just, you know, what will be will be. This is what is. Yeah. Reality is, is it's uh, what we make of it. Mm-hmm. We have the opportunity to change circumstances in our lives by speaking the word over that circumstance. And then just, you know, continuing to do it as time goes on and then never speaking contrary to that. But just let the angels do their work. But your life is just not, yeah, your life is just not chance. Life is just not chance. And if you think it is, you are missing out on a huge part of the spirit world and being a Christian. Yeah, the inheritance. Exactly. You're missing out on what belongs to you. Yeah. I don't want anybody to miss out on it any more than you do. Mm -mm. And I want so much my heart's desires to see people walk free and stomp the devil's head every chance they get amen we were not meant to be victims we were meant to be victorious right or victors victors victorious live in victory but not victims right there's only a couple of letters difference between victor and victim. Yeah. But we were not made to be victims. Right. We were made in the image of God. God is right. not a victim. No. We're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Jesus went to the cross willingly. It wasn't because he was, he was um, forced by circumstances to go to the cross. Yeah. Because he he himself said, you know, you don't know you don't know the power you have. I could That's call right. a, a legion of angels right now, but I'm not going to do it because I have to go to the cross. Yeah, that's a whole other subject. But right. the, the point, and it's a big one. But the point being, we are not here to just be tossed about by every wave and wind that that comes. Right. We are to take dominion. Mm-hmm. Genesis. Go to Genesis 1. In the beginning. <laughs> Look at verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, over and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. And God created man in in his image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. 
When did that expire? It has not. It has not. It absolutely has not. That, that was put in the very beginning. Yes, Adam fell, but that has not changed what God intended. Right. Look at Genesis 8. Verse 22. While the earth remains, does the earth still remain? Uh-huh. Okay. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. Nothing has changed since Genesis 1 as far as dominion and authority. Nothing. Right. Right. And it's going to continue while the earth remains. There are a lot of forces right now that are trying to change the times and the seasons, but they are evil forces and they don't have the power to change it. That's right. They are trying to use their words also. Matter of fact, if you go back, I challenge anybody who doesn't believe me, go back and read 1 Samuel 17 where David, David and Goliath met. Goliath tried to use the curse against David. Mm-hmm. Because in the curse it says that you're going to, I'm going to have to go there because I can't, I'm not going to quote it right if I don't. First Samuel 17. Okay. Verse 44. And the Philistine said to David, come to me and I will give your flesh to the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. Now go to hold your hand there and go to Deuteronomy 28:26 under the curses. Deuteronomy 28:26 says under the curse and your carcass shall be meat unto all the fowls of the air and unto the beasts of the earth and and no man shall fray them away. Goliath tried to use the curse against David. Did it work? No. David still beat him. That's right. And I'm convinced part of the reason that David was able to beat him in the natural, because we know David was anointed and he beat him because he was anointed. But in the natural, I'm convinced that the reason he was able to beat him was because Goliath was so sure he was going to win. He didn't bother to put his helmet on. That's right. And David slung the, the stone right into his forehead, which he wouldn't have been able to do if he worn his helmet. Our enemies have underestimated us. Our enemies have underestimated God. Yeah. You've read The Art of War, right? Yes. I have not. Doesn't it say something about don't underestimate your enemy? (laughs) It does. You have to know your enemy. Yeah. You have to know your enemy. You have to know everything about them you know how they're how they work how they operate what they you know how they move you know right you have to you have to really study your enemy right 
if you're going to defeat him. Right. This is a life and death war we've been in. It's a battle between light and dark, but it's a mm-hmm. life and death war. That's right. And I'm on the winning team. Why should I take take defeat? <laughs> I mean, the book says I already won, so why should I relinquish my victory? That's right. Is it easy? No. Mm-mm. Is it doable? Yes. Yes. Absolutely doable. I don't have to please anybody but me and the Lord. Because if right. I'm doing what the Lord tells me to do, then I'm then I'm pleased. <laughs> I don't I'm yeah. not here to please anybody else. He's the only one that matters. Exactly. And there are a lot of people that are religiously taught that would say, oh, that's so prideful. You're telling God what to do. I'm doing what God said to do. That's not pride. That's submission. Instead of believing I have a better way, I'm doing it the way God said to do it. Right. best way best way to do anything (laughs) exactly just do what god said to do you know i've heard it said many times by different preachers god has a million ways to deliver you you only need one oh amen amen to that right i mean when you when your family had that deliverance financially a few weeks ago Mm-hmm. Was it one you had planned on? No. Was it one you could have come up with? No. Was it one you could have manipulated? No. Absolutely not. It came straight from heaven. No, I believe it. But it was also in, it was also knowing that I couldn't do anything. I couldn't do any of those things you just said. Right. That I didn't have that. It's called submission. Right. You submitted to whatever. God, you're going to have to deal with this because I have no way to to get out of this. Exactly. To to turn this around, I have no way. So I'm looking to you. And you know what's really amazing about that is that, you know, yes, he did give us the financial blessing we needed right when we needed it. But, you know, even though we have done a lot of things financially that we've needed to do, we have barely scratched the surface of using the money that came in. Because he's the God of more than enough. That's right. If you let him work. If you let those angels work. Right. I can't count the number of people I've known in business over the years that didn't know this stuff. And I would tell them, when you get to work every day, call the angels on assignment to bring the the customers in. They know where the customers are. You're right. And they're not limited to the town you live in or the county you live in or even the state you live in. Right. 
or even the country you live in. <laughs> They're not limited to that. No, not at all. They're very, very real. I had someone on that platform that you and I are both on mm-hmm. a couple of days ago, and the person said, you know, say with your mouth, I'm there are no curse, no incantation, no spell. They went on to all this witchcraft kind of stuff can hurt me because I belong to God. And my response was, we have a covenant. None of that has any power. Right. The, more, the more dangerous enemies are arrogance and pride and strife, division, anger, bitterness, hatred, mm-hmm. gossip. Yep. Those are much bigger enemies because we have control over that. And if we yield to it, we're walking out of love and then we are out in the middle of the um, wilderness open for defeat. Right. Vulnerable for defeat. Yeah. That particular person, now that I think about it, they comment on a lot of my stuff. They haven't said one thing to me about that. But it's the truth. Is it Proverbs that it says a little fox or is it or is it um, Song of Solomon where it says the little foxes spoil the vine? I think it's Song of Solomon. Yeah, I think so. The little foxes are what spoil the vine. Yeah. People who are not careful about those type of things that they can control. Those are all choices. I can choose to be offended. I can choose not to be. I can choose to be bitter. I can choose not to be. Right. I have opportunities because of what I do in my day job. I have opportunities to be offended and and angry and bitter and resentful all day. Right. Throughout the day. Uh Almost every day. Even when I pray. I have opportunities. I let them pass me by. Money's been tight for a lot of people in this country over the last, you know, couple of years. Yeah. My can't afford list isn't material things that I can't afford. I don't have a list that is material. What is on my can't afford list is all the things I mentioned. Strife, offense, bitterness, unforgiveness. Those are my can't afford. Right. Because anything material, the Lord, the Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. Right, Amen. And that word "want" means lack, less, and decrease, fail, or be made lower. Yeah. But if I let those other things in, I will be in a place of want. Right. <clears throat> <clears throat> For years, I had to be right. I've learned it's not as important to be right as it is to stay in the right position. Amen. To stay with my the faith switch turned on. Yeah. So that I can receive what God has for me. So the angels are free to work.
Sounds like you've got something to say. No, I was just, you know, something that you'd said just a minute ago just kind of sparked an old, old memory of something that had happened you know, a long time ago, and it really, it probably it should have happened anyway, but it was just an, a, disagree, a disagreement, I should say, with a member of the family, and really without getting into it, because it's it's old, and no need to really bring it up, but right. I don't know, it just, it made me think, start thinking about that, and so I kind of, I'm sorry, I, I, just, I just drifted off <laughs> into no, thinking about okay. that, I mean, that I, for a moment. I figured that something had triggered, that's why I mentioned it, because there are so many things, so many pitfalls I could have avoided if I had known what I know now. Yeah. There are so many things that would have changed the course of my, literally changed the course of my life if I had known what I know now back then, whenever then was. Exactly. And this is why I write, I've written the books I've written. This is why I want to finish the book I've been writing for the last two years, but because of my other demands on my time I haven't been able to finish it yeah but this is why because there are people who need to understand how this works yeah I'm fully convinced and we've talked about this before I'm fully convinced that if people had been manifesting themselves as the sons of God like the Bible's all of creation's waiting for that according to Romans 8 if people had been doing that, we would have been out of here long ago. Right. But people have been appeased, mm-hmm. babied, coddled. Pick a word. Right. Everybody's so worried about offending people. Get over it. Oh, I know. That's that's a pet peeve. It is. And it's because they're victims instead of victors. Right. Whatever it is. And again, sorry about that. I was just saying, you know, again, you know, choosing to be offended, that it is a choice. It is a choice. And there are times. Be offended about everything. And there are times when I have to say to myself under my breath, because I'm most of the time in front of other people that don't understand, Mm -hmm. I have to say to myself, I refuse to be offended. That word refuse is huge. It's much stronger. Say this, say this after me and, and pay attention to your spirit when you say these two sentences. Okay. I will not be offended. I will not be offended. Now say, I refuse to be offended. I refuse to be offended. Do you, do you sense the difference in your spirit? I do. I do. That word refuse is huge. Yeah. That's also the, the, the root of rebellion. They refuse to do what, what God said. Right. And that refusal will change the course of whatever's going on, good or bad. Yeah. Right. And when I learned that there was a difference between saying I will not or I won't versus I refuse, uh-huh. I always use I refuse now. It's a good tip. It really has helped me over the years. The other thing I've learned is people will always say, oh, I'm, you know, I have, I'm so proud of my son. I'm so proud of my daughter. And the Lord said, quit saying that. 
He said, every time you say that, you're, you're feeding pride into your spirit. Mm. So people say, well, I deal with this at work all the time. You should be proud of yourself. I'm very pleased with the results. Thank you. <laughs> God didn't say when, when Jesus was, when he spoke over Jesus at, at the river with John, he didn't say, this is my, 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 um, my son, this is my son in whom I'm well, proud. I'm very proud of. He said, in whom I am well pleased. Well pleased. You know, so start using the word pleased. Mm -hmm. Because even for me to say those sentences I said with the word pride in a few minutes ago, rubbed against my spirit because it's been years since I used that. Yeah. I don't talk that way. When the Lord told me, quit doing that because you're feeding pride in. Well, makes sense. Just simple adjustments. And God won't give you, you know, here's your list of a, a 1,002 things, Cheryl, to adjust. He just does it as you move along, mm -hmm. as you progress, he gives you, okay, now don't do this anymore. Okay, so use this word instead of that word. Right. And by feeding it to you slowly when you're ready for it, it's a. It's easier to remember not to to change that because it's only one thing. Mm -hmm. Much easier to change one thing at a time than you know a, a thousand and two things. Right. <laughs> right. It's not to be harsh. No. Just to give you a better outcome. Exactly. We're about to see the glory of the Lord manifest like never before. I am excited. Did you hear Julie's um, prophecy from from um, Branson? I have not. She what? just posted it a little uh, a little bit ago. It's okay. only four minutes long, but it is powerful. She was at a um, a meeting on the sixth of November in Branson, she was a speaker and she was out in the middle of the congregation and the, the word of the Lord came. It is powerful. Well, I'm having to go listen to that. Yeah. I almost sent you the link, but it was time for us to start. So I figured I'd just tell you about it. So there you go. Now you know. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'll, I'll listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Because we're about to see some marvelous things. It yeah. is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in my eyes. Amen. And those angels, I, I, I'm convinced, too. I can't prove this, but I'm convinced. There are a lot of Christians that have never used any angels. They've never, they've never called them on assignment with their words. Right. And I can tell you, that there are a myriad of angels working on my behalf. Because if the angels have nothing to do, they're going to go find somebody who will give them something to do. Amen. I keep mine busy. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never gotten a bill from any of them. <laughs> That's right. 
I've never had any of them say we're going on strike because you're not, you're not paying us enough or feeding us often enough. Mm-hmm. No, they just work. Well, and we're we're we as human beings are giving are manifesting the the manifold wisdom of God to them. We're yeah. telling them we're, and we will judge them. It says that in Ephesians 3, I didn't read it, but it does say we will judge them for the job they did. And they know that. God's given us so much. And how can you be ungrateful and just say, no, I don't want this. I'm not worthy. Right. That's being ungrateful. And it's being and it's being rebellious. Because he told us what to do. Yeah. You want victory? Do this. No, I want it another way. (laughs) (laughs) I know a better way. Oh, goodness. Really? (laughs) Talk about rebellion. Talk about pride. My goodness. Uh, Yeah. I mean. Wow. I wouldn't want to stand before God and have him say, and have him say, well, why didn't, you know, you didn't receive this. No, I knew a better way. I could just (laughs) hear him going, and how did that work out for you? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he won't do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe he would. I think he would call you on it. Because you can't get away with anything with him. No, not at all. These people that have been used to the enemy. Part of that word that she gave was, this is your last warning. Mm-hmm. You, if you stop what your, your plans that you have going forward, stop right now. Don't be pressured by the people around you and don't be intimidated. Just stop right. where you are and don't go any further. I will forgive you. But if you take that next step, judgment's coming on you and your whole family. My goodness. That's serious stuff. Oh, definitely. Sounds pretty serious to me. Yeah. <laughs> and it, there was a lot in a four minute, it was like four minute and 40 second word. There was a lot in that. Wow. So. Amazing. Yeah, I really feel bad for those who are so blatantly mocking God at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, you see it, you, you see it everywhere. It's, it's in the media. It's in, it's on television. It's in movies. It's in music. It's in everything. It is everywhere. It's in the, it's in, on that platform. I, it's on I, the, was under yeah. the, I was under that hashtag of Jesus. And mm-hmm. there was a guy that was, had some nasty, nasty things he was trying to say under that hashtag. I blocked him. The block button works really well on that app. Yeah. But I don't want to see his his comments. No. And you can always tell if you look in in the in their profiles, people like that, they have zero followers. Yeah. So. 
I can't imagine anybody would want to follow someone like that. That's my point. That's exactly <laughs> my point. Yeah. So, well, I think we're going to unhook for here for now. Next week is Thanksgiving. So we're going to take a break, um, but we'll be back. Um, as a reminder, you can go to vivianamiller.com. My books are there. There's a lot of free resources there. It's never too late to start taking that step and starting to, to create with your words on purpose and using your faith on purpose and calling on the angel, angelic host on purpose will bring results. And I can speak from experience. Once you have some results, which doesn't take that long, you'll be hooked. <laughs> this is something that is a lifestyle and it will bring great results if you will just do it. Amen. So until next time, be victorious, walk by faith, walk in courage, walk in authority, and defeat the darkness. <laughs>